Hey everybody, welcome to a special show of Street Fight Radio. I am here in the lobby of my hotel trying to get this done while people walk by. Uh, but this is very important time sensitive information, so I wanted to make sure that it got to you. And so that the people in Pittsburgh uh, can help and show up and do what they can. Uh, today I have Casey from the Pitt Grad Students Union. Um, well, they're not a union yet, they're working on it, taking votes soon. Uh, how are you doing today, Casey? Uh, I'm doing pretty great. How are you doing? All right. Um, having a good time in New York City here so far. I'm ready for some wrestling today. And so the show tomorrow will be a lot of fun. Um, how are things going with uh, with you? Uh, things are going pretty well. Uh, I'm feeling pretty ragged because as we're getting closer to our union election, uh, the Pitt administration is really amping up their union busting campaign. And we're having to get out there every day uh, to canvas and essentially fight against the administration's uh, propaganda campaign and make sure that people vote yes. So what, what kind of stuff are they doing to discourage people? They're sending out emails like every day. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, the Pitt grad uh, union campaign has been public for about three years now, uh, and the administration has stayed largely silent about it. Um, it's just recently uh, when we got the date of our election, which is April 15th through the 18th, that they started sending out all these emails um, and they're not like just straight up lying about things, but they're doing a lot of like uh, misdirection mm -hmm. and like technicalities. And I think they're definitely banking on just confusing the shit out of people. Uh, so they're like kind of disinclined to vote because they're not totally sure like what to believe. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to just inject a whole bunch of like, and then people take their opinion, you know, more seriously than others. They see them as like the authority. And so they're willing to trust those people immediately, especially if they already have their email address too. Um, you know, they, they want to hear from them. And that's a perfect opportunity for them to just screw it up for everybody. Yeah, that's a huge advantage that they have over uh, the grad union, actually, is that they have access to everyone's emails. So they mm -hmm. can just send out a mass email once a day. And, uh, you know, it's pretty difficult for us to track down every grad student. Um, we're out there uh, phone banking and text banking people that we've made contact with before. Um, but, you know, this is a campaign that's been going on for like five years now and in that time there's been a lot of grad student turnover uh so we may have missed new students coming in uh i've you know fun banked like a bunch of people who graduated last semester or the semester before that um so we're we're definitely uh at a disadvantage there when the university can just uh spread out their message to everyone with the click of a button yeah that sucks and uh and well i mean do you do you think that they do you think that their lack of preparation could benefit you in some way? I mean, it seems like they're waiting to the last minute to address this. Uh, I think that was done pretty intentionally because they like didn't want to bring attention to the union until they absolutely had to. Right. Um, 
but uh, in some ways, it definitely is working against them because, like I said, this has been a five-year campaign so far. Uh, so we've really forged like real relationships with our coworkers, um, and yeah, that is the biggest thing that we have going for us: that we have authentic relationships with our coworkers that we've been building for years. And just now, the university is coming in, and they're like, "Oh, hey." Actually, voting yes for a union is a bad idea. Wow, wow. Um, so, so how did the, how did it all start out then? What was the uh, the beginnings? Uh, I was not around for the beginning. Uh, I've only been involved for about the last two years. Uh, but it's a pretty cool story in that it was just one department, I believe, sociology, where uh, grad students came together and they realized like. They were just not being treated well, you know, not really being treated like adults, uh, being treated more like students, um, that they weren't being compensated super well, that, you know, people who are parents were bringing in like less than $20,000 a year on their grad student stipends. Um, and uh, there are all sorts of things with like uh, the amount of money that, um, you have to pay if you have dependents on your insurance, uh, things like that. Um, so these sociology students got together and they started like talking about, oh, well, what can we do to like change our material circumstances? And they realized, oh, like we should start a union. So for about two years, uh, the campaign was like very underground and it was completely just students coming together um, without any kind of institutional backing uh, and just kind of like making relationships and seeing how um, they could just push for change. Uh, at that second year, they realized that they were going to need some stronger support. And uh, I think this is a super important part of the story because a lot of people like we're uh, going to be represented by the U.S. steelworkers. And a lot of people question, like, well, why the steelworkers? Um, the steelworkers actually have, like, a long history of representing academic workers. I believe they currently represent, like, over 10,000 uh, academic workers. So that's, like, grad students um, across North America. Wow. And, yeah, so this group of students uh, that originally started the campaign they uh, reached out to several different unions, like the United Auto Workers, who also represent some grad students, uh, and I forget the other ones, but uh, they shopped around unions and decided that the USW uh, would be our best bet. Um, so I think it's really important because that's another propaganda piece that the university is playing up. Oh, hey, these are the steel workers. You know, like, do you really want a bunch of steel workers to come and tell you how to run, like, a grad student union oh my um, god wow that is terrible yeah it's really terrible uh but you know if for all those people that we haven't reached it can be effective messaging um but when you tell them like hey we reached out to the steelworkers like they didn't come here and try to like make us build a union we were already <laughs> building one and we asked them for help right uh, right yeah, yeah that, that clarifies things totally um, so, uh, so, I mean, what, what are the, I mean, what are the grad students doing at Pittsburgh, uh, at like the school? I mean, how, how many people are we talking about here? Do you think? Uh, 
That's another super significant part of this story. Um, the bargaining unit that we're looking at uh, is around 2,000 people, and the Pennsylvania Labor Relations Board has actually said it's the largest bargaining unit that they've seen in decades. Uh, so Whoa. if we win, yeah, this is this is going to be a really significant win uh, for labor and also just for grad student unions uh, across the state and across the country, really. Okay. And um, so how can people help? Uh, definitely right now we need um, signal boosting our social media. So you can find us on Facebook, uh, the Pitt Grad Student Union, or you can find us on Twitter at Pitt Grads. Uh, and if you can just retweet and like our stuff, uh, we just really need to get everything visible so that we can have like some kind of counter narrative and hopefully catch those people who we just haven't managed to make contact with yet. And so the, you said the uh, election happens the 15th through the 18th? Yeah. And um, after that, what's the process? Who? Um, I, I only started learning about this recently. Uh, I guess they actually take the ballot box and we'll go into a large room and sit like grad students on one side and administration on the other. And the Pennsylvania Labor Relations Board agent will actually open the ballot box and just tally uh, like votes for yes and votes for no. Um, wow. And we all get to sit there and watch like in real time whether we win or lose. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And That's a lot gonna, of emotion. Right. And we're going to be in the same room as the administration. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, it sounds super emotionally charged. Um, if we win, uh, I don't know how long it takes until like contract negotiations start, but that's going to be the next big goal is to get a contract negotiated. Um, if we lose, uh, I mean, I am of the opinion that we're already a union. Uh, like, we need to win the election so that we can get legal protections and that we can bargain a contract. But uh, if we lose, like, we've already been fighting for change at the university as a union, and I think we're going to keep doing that. Tight. Uh, they can't stop us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do. You're allowed to get together and, and advocate for whatever cause you want. They can't prevent you from doing that. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I mean, how many hours a week are, are the grad students putting in? Ooh, work? Uh, do you mean for, like, academic work or for the campaign? No, no, for the academic work. I mean, yeah, yeah, like the daily grind of being Pitt grad student. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, um, so it varies from department to department. Uh, it varies based on who um, your advisor is or... Uh, whoever you're working under. Um, so a lot of the contracts that we sign uh, state that we are only supposed to be working 20 hours a week doing research. Um, and, you know, it's set at that low number because we're also like full-time students, uh, usually like PhD students. Um, mm -hmm. But people oftentimes are being forced to work above uh, that amount of time. Like, it's very rare that someone actually works 20 hours a week or under. Uh, and you'll have people working 40 hours a week. Uh, if you have, like, a bad boss, you can be working 60 to 80 hours a week. Um, oh, my God. Uh, 
and it's not always like being forced to work those hours. You know, sometimes it definitely is. Sometimes it's being exploited. Uh, but other times, like, it's just the fact that you're doing time-sensitive research. Right. Um, and you may need to do things like come into the lab at 4 a.m. to switch out samples or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's a huge issue, too, is that we're just not being compensated for our time. Yeah, how um, does it, I mean, how does that, are you getting paid hourly? Or is it like a salary thing? Do you see like a stipend? It's a stipend, yeah. Right, that's bullshit, man. They gotta, they, they, every single hour you spend doing something for them should be accounted for. That is such a bad deal. Oh, absolutely. And the stipends are like, uh, you know, those vary um, from department to department too. But like in my case, I only made $19,000 last year. <laughs> that is not much of anything. No, I, I'm I'm struggling. Like I, I can't fix my car. Like I can't afford food at the end of the month. Uh, and that's what we're fighting to change. Yeah, it needs to. And uh, I mean, uh, what was I going to say? Sorry, that just blew me away. <laughs> that, uh, but like, uh, also, oh, I was the, I was going to say the the other thing about it is that like it's not like a normal job where you can just tell your boss like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, there's right. like pressure, you know, from you know, for pressure from your superiors, from the school, from, you know, yeah. this being a part of, you know, your academic career, you know, oh, you can't yeah. really, you know, it's hard to be like, um, I'm only going to work 20 hours this week, you know, and they're like, well, you can get out of here then, you know? Absolutely. And we've definitely heard stories of uh, people whose like advisors won't let them graduate uh, until they're finished with like a certain research project. So you actually have people who are like essentially being kept in school by uh, exploitative advisors or whatnot. Oh my God, that is awful. Uh, yeah, and it's like especially bad for more vulnerable people. Like uh, international students can be treated extremely terribly by uh, their advisors or their bosses, um, you know, because they also have like the threat of losing their student visa looming over their head. Yeah, yeah, they, they have no option. They can't make it, they can't make any sort of waves. Because right. there's a lot on the line. Uh, God, that's terrible. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to get in here before we wrap it up? Oh, yeah. Um, one more thing that I think it's super important uh, to talk about is that uh, I think two weeks ago, uh, the trial of Michael Rosfeld occurred. He was the uh, police officer who last summer shot Antoine Rose Jr., uh, three times in the back. He, is a, he was a 17-year-old kid. Um, so Michael Rosfeld uh, got off completely, uh, is facing no accountability for essentially executing a 17-year-old. Um, and he was a former Pitt police officer. He cut his teeth at the University of Pittsburgh. And the university has stayed uh, largely silent on the fact that Rosfeld was a problematic individual who was essentially pushed out of the university police force. Oh. Um, yeah. The reason that he was working in East Pittsburgh where he killed Antoine is that he was pushed out uh, of the Pitt police force for, you know, being too much of a dick to be a cop in, uh, at wow. the University yeah. of Pittsburgh. That's a yeah. lot of, that's, a, that's some BDE right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I've just been trying to make sure that people know that, like, the yeah. University of Pittsburgh uh, definitely, like, 
should take some form of accountability for what they've done. And all I've seen so far are emails from them that are like, oh, uh, you know, there are a lot of emotions around this situation. I hope we can all come together in this time. Right. Um, and they've actually increased the police presence on <sighs> campus, like, significantly uh, because there have been some protests. So, like, shit's pretty bad on Pitt's campus right now. And I want to bring attention to that. Um, and also, uh, if people want to lend material support to Antoine Rose II's mother, uh, her cash app is uh, Antoine's mom. Um, and you can just send her some money. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good to know. And uh, once again, what, what's, what, are the, what are the social media sites to, to get a hold of the Pitt Union? Yeah, the Twitter is at PittGrads. That's P I T T uh, G R A D S. And the Facebook, uh, just search for PittGrad Union. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you for your time, Casey. I really appreciate it. And, and I hope we can help uh, y'all you know, get this win in. I want you. I want you to be at that table watching them count those ballots, and then you get to uh, rub it in their face. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, have a great one. All right. Bye. Peace.